Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Good morning, everybody here, everybody watching online. Thank you guys for being here. It's good to see you. Uh, got a great show for you tonight. Uh, <laughs> want to, again, pause before we get started just to kind of allow ourselves an opportunity to be receptive and to desire what can take place within us. And so we're going to start with a word of prayer. Let's pray together. Lord, we are grateful for opportunities like this to pause and to lean into wonder, to come with humility and desire to know, to question, and to grow. And I pray that this would provide that opportunity to take place within each of our lives in all the different places that we're at with all the people who are watching. Lord, may something substantial in regards to change and growth take place within each of us, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, I wanted to say thank you for everyone who supports Genesis um, who listens and considers us and contributes to us uh, financially. And we have various ways that you can do that online. You can go to thegenesisstory.com, uh, and there's a tab there that you can press to go to the finances. You can zell us Venmo, or you can snail mail us here at the building if you want. Um, it's all available, and it's appreciated, uh, all the things that you do to continue to support us. We're grateful. Have you ever been inspired by a movie or maybe a musician and it just makes you want to, you know, do something better? It breathes life into you. Um, There's so many things that can do that to us. And Brian is one of the people who does that for me. And I appreciate him so much, the conversations that we have, how it provokes me to deeper thought. And, And not only just deeper thought, sometimes... I'm just on a, 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 you know, a beeline for an th- idea, and he comes from left field with this butterfly and goes, what about this, you know? I'm like, sorry, that was kind of a cheesy uh, illustration. But that's why you're the poet. I'm not. I'm the dog trainer. Um, Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. But he has been an inspiration for me, and I know he'll be for you as well. So let's welcome Brian as he shares. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for the kind introduction. Give it up for Randy one time for the worship. You're here, and I know you are moving. I think that's such a powerful line, you know? Like, I could pray that. 
like just to invite God into a space and just like, I know you're here. I know you're moving. So we're going to welcome you into the space. Um, if you haven't already, just high five someone around you, greet them, welcome. If you're online, do a virtual high five. There you go. I like, you should see the craziness going on in here right now. It is going crazy. It is a wild bunch. It is a wild, it's a wild bunch. Um, I did want to start with a question, and I want this question to bleed into the talk and to kind of help navigate through the talk, and I want it also to kind of be the guiding conversation for those who stick around and have the conversation with us afterwards. And that, that question is, what do you do when things don't go your way? Um, a more drawn-out, deeper version of that same question might be, um, what is your natural inclination when you have an expectation and that's not met? Like, do you run? Do you grind it out? Do you depress? Do you retreat? Do you try and fix it? Um, I want to start with an illustration. Gil, if you wouldn't mind pulling this up. And, and there's a picture of, uh, of my childhood, a, 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 horrible, a horrible part of my childhood, actually. <laughs> no, they're going to get it. <laughs> and... and, and and it, it, I mean, I'm, I'm not even joking, like, because I was a big Superman fan growing up. Anybody that read comics, I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. We didn't watch a ton of TV. I wasn't allowed to. So the stuff we did get, and as a creative, um, you start to build your image of God based on um, superheroes, based on things larger than you, abstract things. Superman was one of those images for me. And when you see a picture like that, I remember literally walking into a store and seeing the death of Superman, and thinking to myself, like, if that could happen, you know, like, what else could happen, right? And it, it, it did some bad stuff for me, I think. And it was the equivalent of, like, like Santa, for, for like, like, the death, you know, when you forget, like, when you learn that Santa isn't real, that was, that was for young me, I conceptualize God as Superman. And, and I think we all do that. Like, if you, have you ever... <laughs> Santa is real, first off, but I found out other things about Santa that, that, dude, please, come on, guys, so this is going south fast, um, and we've all done this, we've all done this, we've all done this, we've, we've, we said maybe we think God's voice sounds like Morgan Freeman, or his arms look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, what'd you say? George Burns. <laughs> George Burns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, has a spirit like Julie Andrews. <laughs> I'm, I'm catering. Uh, creativity like Kanye, or maybe not Kanye. Um, but I wanted to read an excerpt of a poem that I wrote. A lot of you guys know I, wrote po- I write poetry as therapy and as part of a job. And um, this part of this poem was written to my dad during a time where I was very mad at my dad for making a mistake with my mom that I was angry at and I was trying to deal with it. Um, This was my therapy and this was my way of telling my dad without telling him, you know, because we didn't have a relationship where we could talk. So this was me me talking to him. And the the, the title of the poem was called When Every Superhero Dies. And this is just a small piece of the poem. And it says, "Um, trying to forget someone that's still in your life is a lot like seeing a ghost that knows your name. Do you know what happens when you try to erase your own father? Have you ever tried? The next day, every superhero dies. No one has ever flown or stopped time. I'm a six-year-old boy who no longer believes in magic because of you. And it's harsh, right? It's it's harsh. I no longer feel like this about my dad. Me and my dad have a much better relationship now. We talk now. But at that moment, it was a... 
It was me essentially trying to kill a superhero in my life. It was, it was trying to kill a superhero so I no longer had to adhere to the superhero. If the superhero is dead, then we don't have to follow the superhero anymore. We don't have to um, praise the superhero for his powers anymore. And I think in a lot of ways, me writing a poem like that would be, if I was like trying to psychoanalyze myself, I would, I would say it was to try to kill a, a figure that I no longer had to follow anymore, you know? And... A lot of ways, this mimic a pattern that I found in myself when kind of practicing for this in the church. I left the church um, at around 22 years old. I kind of went searching for other wisdoms, knowledges. I purged. I moved out of my house. I tried to get rid of everything that was represented um, God or the image of God because I was hurt by the church, hurt by the people of the church. And instead of finding ways to find a resurrection and a death, I found ways to purge and find ways to escape and found ways to take maybe what a superhero would represent and, and learn how to honor the superhero even in his death and, 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 and run. You know, that, that, was my, that was my move. And the other day, Sam talked about death and resurrection, and obviously because it was Easter, but and the risk of being maybe heretical or, or sacrilegious, he was saying, like, maybe it wasn't about us just showing up on Easter and talking about it every day, and, and maybe it was about finding the little deaths and resurrections in our life, you know? Maybe it was about, like, searching um, every moment and every second about, where are these, where are these deaths um, happening in my life, and where could they be resurrected? And where could they be resurrected with God present, right? So this is the things that we're going to explore today. And there was a, when studying for this, I read a couple commentaries so this is a direct quote from the commentary I wrote. I don't know who wrote it, so I can't cite that. But it says, uh, it's now two weeks after Easter, and I'm betting we've all returned to the routine of our lives. That's when and where we can expect Jesus to show himself to us. Resurrection does not happen apart from the routines of life, but in them. Resurrection is not about escaping life, but about becoming alive. So the passage we're going to read it, it happened roughly about two weeks after Jesus' death. So I think this is really cool because we're about two weeks out from Easter. And this really cool quote was like talking about two weeks out, we're probably back to routine. We're probably not um, in our Sunday's best. And, and I know it's not how our church operates, but it's, you know what I'm saying. We're not, we're not Eastered out right now. And I think there's, there's something beautiful in that. And, and Jesus shows up two weeks after um, to his disciples that haven't known that he was alive yet, right? This is the, I'm setting the scene. Jesus shows up, uh, his disciples still think he's dead. And like, so think about that, like the vibe they have, the super, their superhero died. I thought about naming this um, talk when every superhero dies or that time God died. I changed it to maybe, I didn't even say that, but changed it to where God meets us. But I think there's like a, there's a thought that his, if you think about that moment where he's like, we followed this guy for three years, He's dead now. What do we do? Right? And this is where this passage picks up. And it's in um, John 21. And we're going to read passages uh, 1 through 10. So it says, Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, well, I'll go with you. So they went out 
and got in the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like when anytime Jesus or God asks a question, even all the way back to the garden, he says, where are you? <laughs> That's rhetorical. Like I've made this garden, I know where you are. Who told you you were naked? Haven't you caught any fish? He knows they didn't caught any fish. He knows darn well they caught zero fish. Diddly squat. All right. No, they answered. <laughs> he said, throw your net on the other side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus said to Peter, uh, whom, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around himself for he had taken it off. Um, so Peter was but naked and um, jumped into the water and the other disciples followed the boat, towing the, the net full of fish for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. Then they landed. They saw a fire burning coals there with fish on it and some bread, of course, the classic Jesus meal. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. Um, and that's it. So this is where Jesus met us. Let's recap. This is around two weeks after Jesus died. Jesus shows up on, on the shore while his, while his disciples are fishing. And, and I want to meander a little bit, like, like, what is the vibe on the boat, you know? Like, could they have, there's a stranger walking up to the boat, and he's kind of like, to them, he's a stranger. They don't recognize him as Jesus, but he goes, hey, you guys caught any fish yet? And I could just, I imagine me and my friends, we're a sarcastic bunch. Yeah, no, no, we didn't catch, you know, who's this guy, you know, like, clean clothes, never caught a fish in his life. What is Jesus wearing? We don't know what he's wearing, but he's probably glowing or <laughs> has the cleanest clothes ever, you know, like, he's not dirty or looks like a fisherman, but he's like, hey, guys, over there, have you caught, caught any fish? Instead, let's just throw the net on the, the other side, on the same water that you've been fishing on all night, just throw the net on the other side. Like, they, just think about what he's saying, right? And, um... And to me, when I heard that, when I heard that, I was just laughing. I'm like, um, it made me think about like I, I brought an illustrator here. This is Big Bertha. Let me let me pull it out over here. So um, it's my seven iron. Um, it's done a lot of damage. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm really bad at golf actually, and I just started taking it up. And I, I I realized golf though is designed to make you frustrated. You know, there's a very long pole with a tiny little thing that hits a ball even smaller than that and it's just not a game to make you to bring peace into your life it's not of the lord you know what i mean and and i I remember learning how to like maybe hold the golf club and i remember coming with my friend jimmy and luke and we were we're at the driving range and i had gone a couple times by myself watched a couple youtube videos but i remember uh, my friend jimmy watching me right we went a few times and he would say something like, like, I would hit one, he'd go, hey, the next one, uh, move that left foot like an inch up, right? And I'm like, all right, bro. And you know, like, you're like, shut up, dude. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, an inch up? Okay. And then you hit when you're like, it goes straight, you know? And he's like, he, he, his vantage point is different. 
you know? His experience is different. His, his, his expertise allows him to make adjustments that, that can't be um, seen by the person who's never done that, you know? So I think in the same sense, uh, Jesus, there's some of this going on, right? There's somebody that has a, a vantage point that's like, <sighs> you guys fished over there the whole night, man. The other, the other side of the boat? Just throw it over there, you know? And, and it feels kind of joking, like almost like, all right, dude, we'll do it. Let's, let's, let's throw it in there. And the cat, they, we know they catch this overwhelming amount of fish. But it's, it's, this, um, it's, this weird, it's this weird view. And, um, and what do you think? Do you think it's that? You know? Or like uh, the other version that, that, that Sam and I were talking about was this like that they went back, right? Jesus died. And they went, back, they went back fishing, so I want to explore that a little bit. They went back to the place that Jesus found them. If we, if we want to meander back to where Jesus called them out of, remember he was like, hey, hang your necks up, and let's become fishers of men. He meets them back into the place, you know, where they, where they, where they were before they, they followed Jesus. And I think that's, that's the, it's fascinating to me. Um, so, all right, let's see where I'm at. Jesus, saw, Jesus' followers saw him on the shore but didn't recognize him after a poor day of fishing. Um, asked him to catch his net, cast their net on the other side. And I want to explore a couple, a couple ways that I think that um, they were interacting with him, right? They, they could have, there's a, couple, there's a couple possible outcomes here. They could have said, um, what, what if that wasn't Jesus? What if that was, what if that was a stranger that gave that advice? Um, said, hey, just throw your net on the other side. Would the outcome be the same if it wasn't Jesus? I don't know. Like, hey, what if a random dude just came in? Hey, guys, just throw the net on the other side. What if they did it? Would, would they have still caught a million fish? Is Jesus the factor, you know, of why they caught a million fish? Um, and this is a question. I'm not trying to. And what if Jesus gave the advice but nothing happened? Would they still recognize him as Jesus? Because it's kind of what happened. They threw the net on the other side. And I think it started happening before that, though. They're like, there's a guy outside that um, is asking us to throw the fish, the net on the other side. Who do you think would say something like that? You know, I think there was a buzz already. And then they did it, and they're like, yep, that's him. Like, you know? You know have you ever done that? Like, you're like, I think God's involved in this, you know? But I'm going to move a little bit, and I'm going to see if it really is God, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my gut intuition, and I'm going to move it into God intuition. I'm going to move it into uh, what... What God, what, what God could use, you know? I think that's, that's, that's the beautiful stuff. So, and I also think there was this uh, language that Jesus was speaking that they could only, that they could only realize. There was like a, a relationship thing. Like, there's things I could say to my friends. They would, I could almost say a whole sentence to them by a look, you know? Like, when you have a relationship with someone, you don't have to say much, you know? Alex is talking to me right now. <laughs> She's, she's saying, put that down, oh, so I'm going to put it over here. She, she could talk about someone on the other side of the room and tell me all about them, and, 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 I could, and I'll understand what she's saying. And I think there's a little bit of that going on. I think there's a little relationship coding here going on. Like, like um, you guys caught any fish yet? Dumb question. Or Jesus question, you know, like, or something that a friend would ask, you know, or throw it on the other side of the boat. Dumb dumb request, you know, or they know something we don't and a friend would ask to, to feed us, someone that knew that we were hungry, 
someone that's fed us our, our my, my whole ministry, you know? So I think there's, like, there's something really cool there. Um, there's also this thing. I wrote it in big, bold letters. I don't want to forget to say it. Because Jesus' disciples go back to what they used to do. And, and Jesus is like, you know what? Do that. Do the thing. Do the thing that you've always been doing. Like, you have a passion in your heart. I, I, you, you like to fish. Do that, but just like do it my way. You know? Do it well. Like, that's what, that's what I'm asking. That you, that you do it. That you, that's okay. I'm going to meet you wherever you are. I already told you what I want you to do. But he didn't, what he didn't do, though, what I noticed, is he didn't show up to the boat and he didn't say, you know what? I look for you guys in the streets and in the churches and we're out, we're the, the places that we said that we were going to be um, during our ministry. He, he didn't say that. He didn't, say, he didn't put a cosmic guilt trip on him about where I could have found you. He didn't say, like, um, like Peter, like, when, what, what, do we, what do we talk about? Like, we were supposed to be saving people. He didn't say that. He said, he, instead, he played this, this, this sweet joke on them. They caught a million fish, and he's like, I'm going to meet you where, wherever you are, wherever you are today, wherever you will be two weeks later, after your next death and resurrection. I'm going to meet you wherever that is, and, I, and then do that. But, but don't forget about me. Don't forget about the things that I said. Don't, don't forget to acknowledge that I, that I asked you to do something, you know? So I think that's, that's the powerful stuff right there. And... And Jesus could have said, I've only been gone two weeks, guys. Two weeks and you guys went back? You know, I, I remember this, there's a huge party. My family, we talk about this like probably every time we get together with my family. But my mom and dad left for a, a, a retreat. And my little brother decided to throw a party at our house. I'm sure everybody has a similar story, right? But he didn't throw a little party. He threw a party. The whole, uh, Montclair was there. And I remember asking him to not throw the party because my parents didn't leave very far, but they were going to be gone two days. They went to Diamond Bar for a retreat, but it was an overnight retreat. Montclair to Diamond Bar, if you're watching this from another place that you're not familiar with, they're this close. They're neighboring cities, essentially. Um, Yeah, it's a dumb idea all the way around. But I remember at the time I was working at Papa John's, very close to my house, I remember again, we got a large order. We got a large order <laughs> on the screen. And then I looked at the address, and I said, that is my address. <laughs> and, and I said, that my brother's having the party. I knew that moment that later I was going to go home and there was going to be a big party at my house. I didn't know how big. I didn't expect to me not to find parking at my, on my own street, which is a very easy, easily found parking street. So anyway, I partake. I, I, I don't go against it. Me and my sister, everybody, we're having a great time. And you already know where this is going. My dad, my dad comes home um, early, early in the morning to find no furniture downstairs. My brother moved it all to God knows where, maybe the garage. There was a DJ in there, beer everywhere. Mind you, they're still in high school. Um, I'm in his bed with God knows probably a gang of people sleeping on his bed, People sleeping on his floor in his room. I said, so just, just picture the disaster that he walks into, you know? And, he, and I remember him saying, like, only being, I haven't even gone a day. I, I haven't even been gone one day. 
How did you guys do? How did you? He was, in, I think, in, in, a little bit impressed, you know? Before the hole in the wall, he, he was impressed, you know? He, and, I, and I kind of feel a little bit of that with Jesus, you know? He's kind of like, he's kind of this like, I, I've just been gone two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, guys. I, I remember I told you I was going to be here forever. We we're going to live together forever. We we're, we we're going to exist together forever. We're, the mission that we started, we are the beginning of this. Like, we, we, three years together. i only been gone two weeks, and you guys went back fishing already? The place where I found you and asked you guys to, let's leave here? You know, like, that, I think that's, that's, the, that's the vibe that I'm getting from, that, that could have happened. He could have been my dad, you know? But he, he wasn't. He was, he was this other guy. He was Jesus. And um, it's, like, it's like he's saying, you know what you're supposed to do. I'm still here. I'll still meet you, but recognize my vantage point. Be reminded of my power and my love and my grace and my guidance. Like Jesus should have taught like a etiquette class, you know? Like never force your ideas upon a group, even if they're your friends, you know? Like he didn't, he didn't force them back. Like, oh, like gather your stuff, guys. Let's go back. Like, like I'm alive again. Let's do this, you know? His posture is still teaching them, you know? His, his posture still continued to move them into a direction. I think that's like, that to me was like, Jesus is just it, man. And, I, and only, it's the reason I'm here, it's the only, I haven't found anybody that I could follow that's better than that yet, you know? And I'm waiting, you know? I'm, I'm like hoping somebody shows me, but it's not, it hasn't happened. And I'm, I'm pretty old now, getting there. Uh, he didn't condemn them from going back. And... Um, I do want to have a conversation, so I'm not going to drag this on, but that, 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 is, that is what I took from this, and it's only been a few weeks since we, found out, since we found out Jesus is risen, you know, and where are we? What are we doing? What are we supposed to be doing? Jesus meets us where we are and told us where we need to be, but reminds us just where we are that um, the superhero is still alive. So let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for, for Genesis, for waking us up this morning, for meeting us exactly where we are. We thank you for minor adjustments. We thank you for the little deaths and resurrections that we will um, strive to recognize. They're happening every moment, God. This is, you, you set an example for us that, will, um, that has changed history, that will change my history, God. We ask that you... Um, come into this place, uh, that you organize our thoughts today in a way that moves us to you, that you're able to put, put you in the front of the conversation, whether or not we are where you called us, where our mom wanted us to be, where we thought we were supposed to be, that you be there and meet us where we are, God, that you come into, you come into that space. Ask the questions Speak to us the way that we would recognize a friend to be um, speaking to us. And we, we give you this day. We give this time. And we pray this all in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. You have been listening to the Genesis podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com 
as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.